1: Okay, so George Springer is on the move. I mean, do we say he's on the move? He got signed by the Blue Jays.
0: He got signed by the Blue Jays. Yeah, they might trade him right back. Who knows? <laughs>
1: this this is impactful in the sense that George Springer was an amazing piece of my uh, of my fantasy team last year. Yeah, he was my he was like my real upside guy last year.
0: Well, right, but and you you got him in a pretty good spot because people were down his value on. Everybody else versus our projections. I think he was one that was kind of noticeable, right? Yep.
1: Yes, because because TGFBI is still a a testing ground for my projections.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm interested. I'm interested by this move because the Blue Jays have a lot of young pieces that are really interesting, and the the old guard is like basically completely gone, and so. Having a stable veteran come in is kinda of interesting for that team. And I, I like it for him as he's changing up his situation. He's from Connecticut, so you know that he didn't do any of the bad stuff in Houston. So he gets to go to <laughs> a new situation. I think that's I think it's good for him. So
1: he's thirty one. This is a six year deal. This is probably the end of his this is probably the end of his career. So I would think so. I don't know if it's a good move or not for him or for them. For them, for him, hundred percent. I mean, I think I think that you actually hit the nail on the head. Like paying to bring a veteran into your into your clubhouse is a is a good deal. It can be a good deal. Yeah. You know, everything with the Blue Jays is interesting.
0: Everything with the Blue Jays is interesting, and they signed Kirby Yates, right?
1: And they signed Kirby Yates. I find, I mean, I also find that very interesting. The big big week for relievers. Big week for relievers moving around.
0: Yes, indeed, yeah. We have a little bit more understanding of where where some of these guys are going that we keep on saying, Well, when he signs we'll know.
1: (laughs) We'll evaluate. Yeah, I know. Now we can we're close to evaluating. You want to talk about the Super Bowl slate? Not only is it not who we picked, but it is not who I want. (laughs) I
0: Yes. Just Well, how do you feel about it? Really hard spot for you as a Vikings fan. Do you have to pick between Rogers and uh Tom?
1: It's not hard. It's not the Super Bowl pick is not hard for me. You're going Chiefs. I assume it's not hard for you either.
0: I'm going Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Obviously, obviously we're going test. Chiefs. Buccaneers to win.
1: But yeah, I, I agree that the Packers versus uh Packers versus Bucks was was a little bit a little bit trying as a Vikings fan. I actually would have wondered if you would be happier. Seeing, I understand obviously rooting for the Chiefs, but I was wondering if you would actually be happier seeing Tom Brady win on the Bucks so that you could make fun of Patriots fans.
0: Mm, maybe a little bit. I
1: just too many levels of. I'm complexity. just so.
0: I'm just so ready for the end of the Tom Brady era. I'm ready for Tom Brady to be gone, Drew Brees to be gone, Roethlisberger to be gone, Rivers to be gone,
1: Manning to well, be gone. Well, took care of one of them. Took care of two of them so far. Obviously pulling for the Chiefs. Come on. Let's go Chiefs. I don't... Something something about the Chiefs. Like, the Bills really gave me hope for the Vikings. The Chiefs also gave me hope for the Vikings. Because I, I really view everything through a lens of, like, what's the best outcome for the Vikings here? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the... Yes, does this mean the Vikings
1: could actually do something? <laughs> That's, this is my take. This is my whole take. And if the Chiefs win, could the Vikings go back-to-back back soon? Just saying maybe you shake your head all you want yeah <laughs> you get you draft a great quarterback and it'll happen yeah well we we don't do that we overpay for <laughs> washed up veterans but yes uh okay we should also discuss uh we should also discuss some EPL stuff too at some point
0: West Ham over Crystal Palace Man City over West Brom and Man U over Sheffield Manchester's are going to win City out.
1: over West Brom come on <laughs> That's, you want
0: to do something different?
1: No, I'm I'm fine with Fair that. Enough. I'm fine. I'm. I mean, that's obviously going to happen. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: Well, we got to pick one that we know is going to happen. So when it doesn't, we get all upset.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, which one is more of a slam dunk for Man City, West Brom, or Sheffield? <laughs> they play both this week. Oh
0: really? Yeah. Oh, they get just coasting
1: right now. <laughs> Let's talk about obtaining. Innings pitched and plate appearances, and mostly, mostly let's let's complain for a couple minutes about Selenium, and then let's talk about just what we've noticed while inspecting some of the some of the forecasts for plate appearances and innings pitched. Because I I still feel that stealing from consensus rankings is the weak point of our system right now.
0: Well, right. Let's let's step back here. Is that we're trying. That the reason why we're grabbing innings pitched and plate appearances is to feed into our model so that we can have a good assumption for what our players are going to actually do. Over the last couple of weeks we've been we've been talking a lot about getting the machinations working, but then we're like, oh well, we don't really know what the denominator is. Well, I guess the uh, yeah the the um, coefficient I guess is of the rates that we're developing in our model to say how many in, innings pitched is Shane Bieber going to have? How many plate appearances will Mookie Betts have? You know, we had that wild moment with Lindor where it's like, oh, okay, well, we're doing this out to 600 plate appearances, but he's going to get 700. And then you have him behind players that are, are never going to get to 600 plate appearances. So what we have done in the past is we have gone through – um projections that are available on fan graphs so steamer depth charts um zips and atc and we have aggregated those and then averaged those to grab what our assumption is for anything pitched and played appearances now the part of the reason for that is that we are not going to make a good there there's no statistical way for us to make a good um suggestion on what the innings pitched or played appearances would be that has got to come at least a little bit from scouting
1: i would say i would say man it has a little to go
0: bit. from it's okay it's mostly from scouting and then it is a little bit on health yeah and then it then then feeds back into a statistical loop that we have not tried to really figure out.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, I so I guess there's there's different orders of effect here. Like I would say that the zeroth order, like the base assumption, is like 600 plate appearances for a batter, 200 innings pitched for a starter, 60 innings pitched for a reliever. And you're like, okay, right. that's that's great. And then you just, you immediately pointed out, okay, well, that's that's, cr- that's crap for Lindor. So then there's the, the second or the next effect is like where they bat in the order. So I think if we knew yep. those, if we knew just that one thing, we could probably get everybody to within 10% of their healthy total. <laughs> but then there's obviously the health problem where... Well, but then yeah, there's,
0: what we're doing is we're taking the opening day um batting order and yeah. then what is it then you have to add in the forecast of like okay well you know he's supposed to be the number one hitter but they're actually really weak in their number four hitter so he might actually move back because there's a guy who's like nearly as good as him and you know you, you there end up being so many loops within this logical loops it's sort of on the hitting side i think there's much more it's a um what is the what is the term for it? Um it's like an elegant system. I can just see how it cascades down from that assumption. Six hundred. Okay. Now we're gonna have to factor in from the uh, batting batting position. Okay. Now we have to now we have to get in lineup a surety of batting position over the course of year.
1: Yeah, I mean I th- I think you kind of hit the like you hit the nail on the head in part of this, which is that We're talking about opening day here. And the problem is that things can change so fast and our projections are predicated on the future being at least somewhat reflective of the past. And that's not true. That assumption immediately breaks down when you get to plate appearances and and innings pitched. Innings pitched even maybe more so.
0: Right, and then innings pitches even more so because you don't know they're they're talking about San Diego because they're all the great starting pitching that they're going to have. Maybe doing a six-man rotation, which is funny because they always say this. Managers will always say this, and then two guys get hurt, and then they're still trying to. Then they're trying to figure out their fifth starting spot. All that being said, I dusted off the analysis, the the scripts that I did from last year. Uh, ran into just general Selenium problems because, um, thank you Fangraphs for posting this uh, data online. It is not really the easiest stuff to work with because we have to download a csv and if you have to download a csv that usually means there's a javascript button that you have to press which means selenium as michael mentioned which means a very very clunky um, automated browser site package in python that uh, doesn't work the issue that i kept running into of course is that FanGraphs will um <laughs> this is on me this is on FanGraphs. FanGraphs will constantly like put up this banner hey are you a member can you please log in to which i want to say yes i am i don't want to enter my credentials in through this automated browser right now but your banner is ridiculously huge so i keep on getting this i'll, I'll it'll download too and then it'll say can't find the button <laughs> so selenium will go in and then it'll say okay i'll go to the steamer page i will go to atc and then it'll say i'll go to zips oh, I, i'm not a member i can't i can't actually click the button to to download that information and the way that i had it all set up was that it was all linear so if it didn't do if it couldn't download them all in progression then it would fail and then i have to start over um so finally i just i finally and it, one of those it's Eighty percent of the way there, it just has to work, right? It never worked, just never worked. Uh, so finally, I put in some, I had to put in some if statements. <laughs> I'd actually rename the document, and so it looks for the document if it's there, grabs it. If it's not, then uh, then it goes to try to download it. So the idea is that eventually you'll have all of these
1: downloaded. Amazing. This is this is just classic data science problems. <laughs> you know, like, we're, not, we're not getting to do cool algorithm things because we just can't get past the damn data cleaning phase. <laughs> I think let's, start, let's look at innings pitch right now because plate appearances, we talked about it a few a few minutes ago some of the, the the main factors in there. and I actually think I have a better sense of like, okay, if I had to build a plate appearance model, like what would I do? On the innings pitch side, I don't know what I would do if someone said, "All right, from first principles, tell me how many innings pitched Trevor Bauer is going to get this year."' I'd be like, mm, two hundred <laughs> like i don't I don't have anything better than that. like what am I supposed to do?" I sort of feel like everybody is a little bit down. like everyone got revised a tiny bit down this year. I mean, if you look at Steamer, only three guys are forecast for more than two hundred innings, right, and the averages that that I created. Um,
0: don't have anybody above 200 that's rare right because it well that as you were saying uh as you've said in the past you know you're what i'm doing is and what, what they're doing they're they're removing smoothing out the outliers and so if one guy says that shane Bieber is going to get more than 200 innings you
1: I'm looking yeah. At you yeah yeah
0: <laughs> you know over the course of averaging this all out you will average out that outlier did you see that Shane Bieber was number one in innings pitched in in my averages? I, uh, no, I didn't see that yet. <laughs> <Is> that,
1: <laughs> that's a good. Feeling. Yeah,
0: for it goes, it goes Shane Bieber, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer, Jacob Degrom, Aaron Nola, Herman Marquez, Kyle Hendricks, Jose Barrios, Patrick Corbin. Interesting, Lance
1: Lynn. Lance Lynn's gonna be good. Lance Lynn on on a rejuvenated White Sox team. Come on, it's gonna be a fun one. For the record. I'm definitely keeping Shane Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, good. I hope so. The question is, should I also keep Zach Greinke? What's the average on What's the average on Greinke? One eighty two point five.
0: So he's just okay Two pass Lance Lynn.
1: Okay. I don't believe that. I, in my heart of hearts, I don't believe that Zach Greinke will get to one hundred eighty innings this year.
0: No, I don't think so either.
1: That just. But mate, yeah. That just well, seems. That's like going six innings in 30 games. Like,
0: in some ways doing a project is saying a projection like that is, I don't know. Like, uh, I was going to try to come up with a fantasy. Um, (laughs) I mean, it'd be like, yeah,
1: the benchmark, right. Is that 200 innings, 200 innings is basically six innings pitched in 30, a little over like six and a third in 32 games. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a that's a lot of regularity that we just don't see that often in the mlb now
0: no we don't and this is this era right now this covid era is even more so but he was gonna say it's like yeah you, you saying that that he's not gonna get to 180 is like tying his arm one arm behind behind someone's back and then saying i I don't think that they can punch me
1: <laughs> sure i mean if i have to reverse if i have to reverse Jinx, Zach Grinke, so that I can get something useful out of him this year, you know he's going to end up on at least one of my two teams. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um,
0: I do. Uh, can I just list out the uh, top 10 in um, play games? Yeah, please do. We have Francisco Lindor, aforementioned. Mm-hmm. Mookie Betts. Ronald Acuna. Trey Turner. Manny Machado.
1: That's interesting.
0: Freddie Freeman. Whit Merrifield. Bryce Harper trevor story and the christian i mean mr yelich
1: he's he's got to he's got to be up there i think so is that is that them thinking that machado hits he's gotta hit third right in that order i would
0: think that he would hit third
1: he's gotta hit third but but forecasting that high in plate appearances suggests that they think he's gonna hit a mixture of second and third i mean that's really high I mean, he's he's the first non leadoff hitter, right, in that list.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, and Tr- Trey Turner and Lindor, Betts, and Acuna are actually probably should be number two hitters yeah. for the yeah. most part. But yeah, those are those are guys that are one or, one or two. Man, we I, I need to have a better way to find batting order.
1: Oh yeah we need I need a batting order key as well. I need to actually, I should make that tool. I've made that tool before we should
0: just we should have that as reference okay, I'm making that I think that about brings us to the review session, James Karinchak.
1: so I know no, knew nothing about this guy
0: nothing he just showed up he
1: just a, showed up He's a name on a list right off the bat he's he looks pretty good
0: if you yeah i in in which vector are you
1: saying this? He, I'm interested. He looks like he actually looks like an athlete
0: in his again in motion. I want to hear. I want to hear. Is this in motion or is this in still? Because oh, he oh, he does motion. look like an athlete, and then once he moves, it there's a little bit of a wildness that I am con, concerned well, about. He has, he has his pitch
1: got his arm slot. He he looks a little catapulty. You know, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, his arm's coming up way over the top. Like, okay. All right.
0: Go for it. Trebuchet.
1: Let me... Let's watch let's watch a home run. Let's watch somebody hit a home run off him. Keston Hura is the one that it randomly picked for me. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good.
0: <laughs> what, do, what do I have? I have... Oh, I have the Keston Hure one, too. I guess there must
1: not be that many. No, oh, they must. <sighs> oh, wait. Wait, it's the only one. Because if you run? click... If you click home run, it's the only one that comes up. Only one. It's the only <laughs> one. That's amazing. Yeah. That okay. That is, we just lucked in, or we just stumbled into something hilarious. Only got one home run against him.
0: He does not have much of a career. He's he's had two seasons.
1: Oh, he's he's twenty five. One hundred thirty one batters faced total. But I, he's twenty five. years actually, old. I still well, we I still stand by the fact that he's an athlete. But I, okay, let me. I will do. We have gotten far afield
0: let's let's do his stats from
1: last year let's do his stats last year 2020 weird year to have basically be your first full year so 109 batters faced 267 era over 27 innings pitched in 27 games 1.11 whip 53 strikeouts over that 16 walks and, and uh one save for obvious reasons one save well, one save for obvious reasons. If you're behind a yeah. a like legitimately good closer, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're. It's kind of remarkable that he managed to get unsafe. But those numbers, I mean, he can't possibly keep I'll those up, right?
0: No, <laughs> he's not. He's not gonna have that strikeout rate next year. And uh, he feels like the prototypical sophomore slump kind of guy. For if for no other reason. Then if you're watching his highlights, his curveball is getting people to swing when it's in the dirt. And I feel like you you see that the first year. Like you saw with Cole Hamels, like the first year that really came out, everybody was swinging at him because they just didn't know it. And then the next year, a couple more people are getting hits off of him because they've seen it. He was a new thing this year. He's not going to be a new thing next year. And that curveball is not going to be as effective
1: well, I think I but he's got all the rest of the stats.
0: I think him you know?
1: so I should say his delivery looks athletic, but you're right that there is some there is some wildness especially in how the ball's manifest, right? He actually despite the fact that he had a relatively low number of walks, his walk percentage is abysmal. High.
0: Yeah, very
1: high. Um and and I think I think that you're right once guys realize like okay, let's let's back off on this guy, let him let him do a little bit more work for us. Yes. He could yes. he could potentially have problems.
0: Are you looking at this this uh map of the distribution of his curveballs? Yeah, it's pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> it goes from the plate <laughs> to about eye high. <laughs> I
1: bet I bet that, that he yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, his four seam fastball has one location and his curveball is all of the other locations. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's it's sort of the like Craig Kimbrel logo. Um, with it's just a slightly slower, slower than uh, Kimbrel's fastball. It's just if you don't know where the ball's going, I don't know where the ball's going. So, <laughs> and then every once in a while, throw throw exactly right into the strike zone because we both don't know where the ball's going to go ninety percent of the time, and then the one time where it's like, I know, I'm going to fool him. I'm going to put it in the strike zone. <laughs>
1: So you're okay. I'm actually I'm fully buying into your sophomore slump theory on Karin Jack here.
0: Now I'm gonna continue that though and say he's still probably gonna get thirty saves in a 162 game season.
1: Uh, um, I guess they don't. I, I mean, I guess they're just gonna throw him out there. Like, why not?
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they are gonna just throw him out there. He is the he is the closer. What else are they gonna do?
1: Okay. Alright. I see that he didn't actually even start last season in like with the major league team.
0: He didn't right. He didn't start last
1: year with the team, right? So if he starts on the major league squad this year, that's already a, a big step up for him. <laughs> yeah. I okay. Thirty saves uh feels feels high, but I guess the the salient question is like where and when can you get him in a draft.
0: And see that's that is the problem fantasy pros has him as the sixth closer.
1: But you got, you got to have a lot of faith in you got to have a lot of blind faith in scouts I think to to do that pick. I mean it didn't take mm-hmm. us that much work to pick through this and be like there's some stuff to be nervous about with this guy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd still probably rather have Brad Hand, who just signed with a National.
1: What do you mean, probably Karnchak. still rather have Brad Hand? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what a bizarre comparison. Like, yeah, obviously, I'd rather have Brad Hand.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to a new team where their closers have been garbage. Wow. So, so you don't you don't know quite as Karnchak has a job. There's really not that much competition. There we go. Brad Hand is moving to a new team. Who knows about whether he is able to adjust to DC? Who knows whether someone else is going to come back and keep the job, take the job? I don't know. More competition, but yes, I, I would, I would probably rather have Brad Hand.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you, you know what? You pick Car and Check. I'll pick Hand, and we'll see who's. At- no, I'm saying I would <laughs> rather have Brad Hand. I, I'm,
0: I am, I'm am saying that I can see the arguments why um, Brad Hand
1: might be behind
0: car and jack but i don't believe those
1: that was solely a solely a signing thing i think
0: well no you're you're right i mean he's it's the forecast is is behind because they didn't know where he was going to sign and if he was going to have sureties of being of saving because they were talking about the mets yep right yeah, yeah. he was talking about going to the mets wherein it could have been edwin diaz and brad hand fighting it out
1: Oh, I sure sure
0: all right, so Karnchak, where would we, where would you pick him up?
1: I would. Um, Karnchak's a late flyer for me. I mean, I know that I'm not going to get him because people are going to be picking him so way earlier me. than that, based on based on these sky high rankings from people.
0: So you wouldn't take him over Kenley. You wouldn't take him over Bad Hand. Taylor Rogers.
1: I wouldn't take him over Taylor Rogers. Kirby Yates. No, no, no. I I'm going to push him way Brian down. Presley? Anybody, my, I. I have come around to the, like, I need sure things from my closers. <laughs> so. Well, okay. So um,
0: then Craig Kimbrell is the guy to ask because he's the next real, like, Colum A and Kimbrell. Would you take him over those two?
1: I, I would not. I would not right now.
0: Okay. Uh, Devin Williams?
1: <sighs> I would take him over Devin Williams because you've got to get somebody who's actually in the closer slot. What about Hector Neris? I like I I like Neris. it's not it's not fair <laughs> to ask me about Neris. I actually like Neris. Drew Pomerantz? I would take him over. I would Drew take Pomerantz. him over Drew Pomerantz. Pomerantz is on the way down. <laughs> For sure. Pomerantz is going the wrong direction. I, Matt Barnes, aforementioned. I uh I don't think I could take him over Matt Barnes. Like I would take
0: him over Matt Barnes. I would take <sighs> him over Matt Barnes and Drew Pomerantz. I would consider him on Hector Neris. I, hector neris would be exactly where i'm like okay all right let me just let me really and that's
1: back that's, and that's actually really interesting because hector neris is always picked at an interesting spot in the draft in my opinion so
0: i know i i know when the person takes hector neris you're like oh boy <laughs> we are oh no we're in
1: uncharted territory i don't know where we're going now
0: the closers are off the board <laughs> Yeah, Kar- Karinchak is that guy for me, which means I, I agree. I'm not. I'm probably not going to own him. Who are we going to do next week?
1: Well, I'm looking at this fantasy pros list and seeing more names that I don't recognize above Hector Neris. <laughs> so, who the heck is Stefan Crichton?
0: All right, Stefan Crichton, it is. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Miner, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're luck to you, buddy.
1: we're luck to you, too. Yay!